If you have been asking if healing is real, stick around and find out that healing is for real. And we don't mean maybe. My name is Tony. And I am Zin. And we are two witnesses and representatives of the miraculous gospel of healing. All right, so I am Tony. And I am Zin El Fuego. And today we are talking about the hindrances to healing. I'm going to propose that mm. there's only two hindrances to healing. That's All good. right, let's go with the first one. And that is... The biggest hindrance to healing. Drum roll, please. <laughs> the biggest hindrance to healing is whatever you personally believe is hindering your healing. That is indeed a big hindrance right here. That you make a list. You write it down. All right? If you believe generational curses are a hindrance to healing, then guess what? In your case, it is. It is indeed. This is something people don't understand. Personal beliefs, that's what you are holding yourself accountable for. Yeah. So, if you believe that unforgiveness will block your will block a healing then very likely will in your case mm -hmm. if you believe a demon has the power to block if you believe in demons to begin with all right be nice tony um if you believe a demon is more powerful than he who is in you and can give you a sickness or can choose whether to heal you or not, then guess what? The demon is probably real to you. Yeah. So therefore, there's your hindrance. People don't understand how we frame our beliefs is how we're going to live. I think, I think it is all rooted in, firstly, the perspective of God. Because no, it's it's unknown within the Westernized Christian world that God's name is a character, a mindset, a principle, a function. It, it includes that. So they use the name of Jesus like this magic incantation in the name of Jesus and expect something to poof. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. We have the one. Right, and they, they 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 use it like that, and then simultaneously, not knowing that the name means to be self-existent, they actually treat God external of themselves, which means they're now codependent. Right, 
And because they're codependent, they believe, because then just to begin with, your interaction with God is based on codependency, your entire universe is based on codependency. Well, whilst in truth and in, in, in truth and in fact, the understanding of the name now reveals to us today that you are in fact self-existent. And to be self-existent means that you are self-determining, which means that whatever you see is the hindrance. You have decided on your own. You are actually going to be subject to your own decision. So most of us in particular and have not been taught that you are self-determining and therefore whatever you choose to be the hindrance will be your hindrance. And that is not a doctrine that you could start. That is your personal doctrine. You can't use that as a rule of thumb for everybody else. So you might one one person might one person may believe generational curses is the issue. The next person may believe, well, I sin so much in my life. The next person may believe, I am. Um, I I I am. Um, I I don't have a good heart. Next person maybe there is unforgiveness. Those are four different things. And it's true to those four different people. But because it is self-determined, none of them can tell on the other that that is a that that is a that is a hindrance for them. So it's what I'm saying is that you cannot make a doctrine out of that. Because that's your personal, that's your personal thought, that's your personal belief. And because you are self-determining, God has given you the ability to do and to function as him. Which means if, if you believe that these, this is the list here, that you need to make the list, then guess what? You will not reproduce power and life until you meet your own list. Yes. And, and God sitting down there just waiting for you to get over yourself. <laughs> So we had the blue collar explanation. We had the highbrow, the white collar explanation, which both mean the same thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. Here's here's one thing. In order to discover what the spiritual truth is, it has to be. In order for something to be spiritually true, it has to be applicable to everyone. Across the board. If it's not applicable to every single person, it's not the spiritual truth. Yeah. I was ill while I was in unforgiveness. Mm. So guess what? That's that not a the spiritual truth then. Yeah. If you know, and that's why I totally disagree with when people say, oh, Jesus heals differently for everyone. No. Not at all. That is not true. The outside circumstances may look different, but it operates the same for every living person, period. That is so true. And if, I mean, just as we, just as we said in the, in the last episode, and if you all haven't seen the last episode, we encourage you to go back to the last episode. But if you're saying that Jesus heals differently for everyone, what you're also doing is saying that Jesus is inconsistent. And he's not the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
one of the things and one of the things that you, uh, I would encourage everybody to consider in this in in this particular on this particular note is and I always use the law of gravity because everybody familiar with gravity would you say that gravity is working different for the vehicle for the house for the person walking on the road and for the dog running across the lawn no it's the same gravity can There's I play a... devil's advocate go ahead <laughs> If I have a parachute, I can defy the law of gravity for a moment. No, you didn't defy it. You superseded it. <laughs> <laughs> what you found is another law. And when you tap into that law, you can supersede the law of gravity and you're floating longer. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, listeners. I tried. I'm trying to be on the outside. Okay. All right. Yeah, but the gravity works the same way across the board. And so in the same way, you may see people having different experiences in different walks of life, have different struggles, and they get healed. It's the same principle at work. Do, yes. not, do not be distracted by the hundred different things that you're seeing, but the same principle at work. It is, the, the, the gravity works the same with the person who is falling down here. It also works for the for for the for the, um, the same for the animal that's running outside. It's working the same for the plane traveling in the sky. For the train, just as we were just saying, the plane can travel in the sky because they understand the law of lift, the law of aerodynamics. Once they actually reach a particular velocity, then they can supersede the force. In the same way. Um, the, the, the whole idea of healing works. It is actually a law. But we refer to it as the law of faith. And the law of faith is like the law of aerodynamics. It will supersede all of everything that you encounter in your life. All of your reasons, it has superseded it. Right? So you can see you can see those principles work all around us, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't actually find ourselves using all of these external reference points. Again, I think it comes back to the idea that you have not, the believers today have not been taught that God is in them instead of looking at the man in the sky. And you're building an entire paradigm, an entire universe with all of these codependent factors as though Jesus did not give you authority. The same Jesus that dwells in you is the same one that said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Well, Who that's, therefore? that's part of the problem with the sovereignty of God teaching is first he got to come, okay, what's God's will? Hmm. Well, that is a long oh. process, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. That's the problem with the sovereignty of God that makes him once again, it dilutes him down to a pagan God called yeah. Zeus yeah. Who, who, who's humanized with superpowers is all and you know he, he's the mighty puppet master God hmm. is not a puppet master and in Zane's words which I love we are self-determining yeah. who determines whether you're healed or not 
I do. Yes, sir. You do. You literally determine that all by yourself. I'll say something in particular that is when, for those of you who still struggle with the idea that you're subject to things, in the book of Proverbs, King Solomon says something, and I'm going to paraphrase it. Now, this is the Zane version to what King Solomon said, right? Now, I don't remember the, ex the verse exactly right now, but this is my paraphrase. Basically, he was saying in the verse that a man suffers as long as he desires to suffer. Ouch. <laughs> and I know when I say that, for those of you who are saying, well, the generational curses, right now your trainer fits. Like... <laughs> <laughs> right? But unfortunately, is the simple truth. And you may, some of us, even though it may rub you wrong and make you feel like I'm being insensitive to your plight, you may learn not very long after, or even if you just give thought to what Holy Brother Tony and I are actually saying here. What we're really doing is showing you love. Because it would not be just unfair for us to know that the principle of self-existence is what the spirit works with and tell you that that generational curse is your problem. And he just, he, Holy, Holy Brother Tony, you just used the word sovereignty. And if you really look at it, you see God as sovereign, which is not necessarily wrong. Right. But what you're doing is seeing God sovereign outside of you. Yes. Instead of seeing God sovereign inside of you. And if you're seeing God sovereign inside of you, then you do even need to just consider self-existence, just understand that Jesus in you is sovereign. Then everything else is subject to your control. And if it's subject to your control and you elevated the curse or the forgiveness, what you just did was make that your God. I know I'm rubbing that wrong, but it's necessary to rub that wrong. Because for many of us, for many, for, for many people, you've made generational curses your God. And if you believe your great, 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 great grandfather was the one that started the curse and everybody suffering, then guess what? Your God is your great, 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 great grandfather. You believe your unforgiveness, then you believe that your God is your emotions. Your, your God is your perspective. Your God is the neighbor. Yeah, the, well, the man who prayed on him, he didn't have enough feet. You have plenty, you have a lot of gods and not the God inside of you. So it's something that I encourage you to consider. I know it might get you upset, but that changed my life then, Holy Brother Tony. A man suffers as long as he desires to suffer. Now, let's take that, but let's take it a little, a little bit deeper now. Right. Most of us live in the past. Mm -hmm. We're on automated pilot. We're on automatic pilot instead of being present 
in each moment. It's true. Where your awareness is, that's where your energy goes. That is true. All these negative emotions, <laughs> when we're in fight or flight mode, we're in the negative emotions. And what happens? We're living through the past emotion. Yeah. If our projected future looks the same as our present, then guess what? We're living in our past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually call it, this is something in particular that I see with a lot of people who suffer trauma, some sort of trauma. It's very common. Instead of, and this is all unfortunately due to the psychology that exists in the world today where everybody is being taught that they are a species right male species female species and this is what happened to me and i am fractured and you're, you're living in the world of self-pity unfortunately the bible the bible and we have took taken this and actually put it to test by the way the most people who are actually stuck in what you just mentioned there a lot of them are actually stuck in some traumatic experience. It could be a physical experience right. or, some, or some emotional experience. And what they are stuck in really is the feeling that they yes. had. And what you are calling trauma is really a feeling of helplessness that you experience. Yes. A feeling of invalidation and helplessness. And instead of actually questioning, which would mean that you have to be self-determining, and if you're self-determining, then you need to take personal responsibility. <laughs> Say that word again. <laughs> That's so, a dirty word now. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a serious thing. Don't be cussing around here, Zane. <laughs> you have to take personal responsibility, right? You know, people read Paul's word like God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Sound mind means self-discipline. Self-discipline means personal responsibility. <laughs> right? If you take personal responsibility for your trauma and stop blaming grandma, granddad, your mother, your father, your sister, your cousin, the uncle, the friend, the next door neighbor, and the bird that was on the line across the road. <laughs> right? Then you would come to the realization that there was a particular logic that resulted in the incident. And if you pay attention to the logic, whether it was your logic or somebody else's logic that contributed to it, you could identify it and just understand why it took place, understand what is the opposite of that logic so that you never see it, see the light of that day again. Instead, what you have been programmed to do is to focus on the feeling of helplessness. And you're living with that as a feeling. And you, are, you, are, you, are, you have made that feeling your God. The funny thing about your God is that you can never beat your God. Whatever you make your God, you have established as more powerful than you. 
and you serve it. And how do you serve it? You are in consistent awareness of it. So you are living at age 50, but your spirit still living in 1960. <laughs> your mind is still living in the moment. And here's a thought to just bring everything in this into its culmination. Paul taught Christ in you the hope of glory. But when Paul was speaking to King Agrippa, Paul said that Jesus told him that he will appear unto him. If Jesus is self-existent, we know that is not an external apparition. That is Jesus appearing in him. Which means Paul paralleled Christ in you with Christ appearing in you. Think about what I'm just saying there. This is a law of consciousness. Whatever you are aware of, you, are, you have caused it to appear yes. in you. Yes. And therefore, you have taken the past and you have caused it to appear in your present. And you are living in 2023 and you're still living in 1995. And then you have your predictable future, which is more of your past. More of your past. Because you're using the past to the... You know, that's, a, that's an interesting statement in the Holy Brother. Because do you know that in the actual scriptures, in the, for the lens of the authors, there, there is no concept of the future. They actually see, they use, like for example, to know what God will do, they use God's history to determine what he will do so that they know the future indirectly from understanding God's history. Therefore, it is a powerful thing to actually look at your past because if you're using a, a past that is based on that, then what you've just done is using you're using that and you are creating your pathway forward. Yes. The same thing that you experienced, you've just used it as the gauge to say what your life is going to be. And you're doing that. If you can predict what tomorrow is, most people can. They, they will tell you, I'll get up at 6 o'clock. Yeah. I will get my coffee at 6.01 and 30 <laughs> seconds. Right. I will let the dog outside at 6.03. Most right. people can tell you every single moment because it's on automatic pilot. Yeah. I will talk to this person, that person, et cetera, et cetera. The supernatural is in the unknown, not in the known. True. Exactly. So, I bring up the emotions because you don't have to undergo and relive circumstances that will keep you in the past. Yeah. What you do is one, your, your emotions are not based upon circumstances you don't base your emotions off of circumstances anymore yeah you create in order to create something think about it this way you have to have an open sl slot right yeah. if you already have a predictable future there is no open slot for your created future mm-hmm 
So first, you have to open up the slot, right? <laughs> so there's room for you to create the future you want. And how do you do that? Through the higher frequency emotions. Those emotions. That are focused upon gratitude, love, the higher frequency. Those are the positive emotions. You replace the negative with the positive. You don't sit there and relive the negative. That's the problem. It's not meant for you to relive it. No. It's not meant for you to relive it. It's meant for it's, you to actually learn from it. That is where, I, where oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. <laughs> That's why psychology and psychiatric, psychi yeah, keeps people insane. Yeah. Because they relive any moment over and over and over and over and over. And the same addiction still, is, still exists. And the addictions are all the chemicals that are released through these lower frequencies, emotions. You're addicted to being depressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what keeps you there. Now, yeah. awareness, awareness, your energy is where you focus. So now you become aware of that and now you change that. Create a routine. You need then to create a boom, new routine. You are healed. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that goes for both mental healing, mental health, and physical healing. Oh. It God's kingdom. For as as we've been talking about it's the same thing yeah <laughs> yeah every everything operates the same way gravity operates the same way for everybody exactly and here's here's one thing in particular and then we wrap up this episode because i think uh king holy brother we need to continue on a, on a few episodes on this right here uh, for those of you in particular who struggle to understand you know why is this a problem? Look at a simple scenario. Have you ever had an experience with someone that caused you to feel heat towards them? What are the simple, simple scenario? When somebody heats somebody, they usually have one of two responses to the emotion that they're experiencing of heat. That heat means that there is some resentment present. And they either go one or two directions. Either <clears throat> they hold on, sorry, either they go in the direction of becoming aware, sorry, becoming like the person, or they actually become, they choose the option of trying to be the opposite of that person. Whether they go in the left or the right, <clears throat> they still become the person. They might adjust the behaviors for the, for, the, for, the, for the one who doesn't want to be like that person. So they start to adjust the behaviors. But they will always become the same person. It doesn't matter which direction you go. And the one thing that is rooting them in becoming that person, whether they emulate them completely or they adjust certain behaviors, in their mind to cause them to think that they're different. What is rooting them there is that 
whether they go left or right, they are daily in awareness of the person. And what you are aware of consistently, you become. What you are aware of in consistency shapes your identity. If you are aware of the president on a daily basis, you're going to start to walk like him. You're going to start to speak like him. Your, 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 the way, the manner, your mannerisms of expression is going to resemble him. If you're aware of Holy Brother Tony, you're going to sound just like him. In a daily awareness, you're going to start to use his verbiage. You'll speak with the same mannerism. You will wave, you will lift your hand like him. Because what you are aware of is meant to give you orientation. As Holy Brother Tony says, the, is the power of awareness. So if you're aware of the trauma, what do you think that you're doing? You're not trying to get out of it. And the psychologist and the psychiatrist, not that we are clinical professionals, just let you know. But if you're going through it on a daily basis, every time you meet them and you're going through it like a routine, what you're doing is actually completing the awareness. You are never going to get out of it. You are going to, de you are going to depend on them for the rest of your life. Because what they've done is actually put you or sink you in the hole to live in the hole and they are there on a regular basis saying this is my hand to come out of the hole but you're not going to come out of the hole you're really digging the hole deeper <laughs> so if it works like that for christ who says he's appearing in you you want to be very careful about what you're using as your awareness and, it, and as as holy brother tony put it all these emotions there's something in particular, and this is the first time I'm going to frame it like this on this particular podcast. I do this in actual teachings. Man is called heaven and earth in the Garden of Eden. Most people don't know that. Your spirit or the mind is heaven and the body is earth. What connects the reality of what is in the spirit or the mind into the physicality is emotion. The senses that's the connector so if you are actually using trauma as your reference point you are experiencing it and guess what you're doing you are actually channeling that into your present and you're struggling and you're asking why am i struggling why is god not delivering me no you need to deliver yourself by stop using a reference point and expressing it into the physical reality and choose the reference point that was put into you. As Holy Brother put to he was just saying, I, I'm just saying exactly what he's saying in a different way. Choose the reference point of your awareness because every emotion that you have regarding your reference point, you've just released more of that energy into your present. And then your future starts to look grim. Because your past looking grim. So food for thought. <laughs> Bam. And boom. All right. So this is the Gospel of Healing podcast. We are going to continue this on the on, on the upcoming episode. And if this has actually helped you, 
make sure and leave a comment find us on spotify google podcast all on the main platforms and find us on facebook at the gospel of healing podcast Rah.